0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Park Hill Church Podcast. Uh, my name is Evan Wickham, and I'm here with Taylor Inman. Hey, guys. Taylor is one of the community leaders in our church and part of the OG church planning team. Mm-hmm. She moved with us uh, back down from the Northwest to San Diego to help plant and launch Park Hill Church back in 2017. And four years later, my goodness, we are... where do we find ourselves? In a... In a very small garage (laughs) on kind of a slightly dingy carpet. Um, So we've hit the big time.
1: We sure have. (laughs) What a journey to get here. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, normally this, uh, we have sermons on the podcast, but we want to do more of these conversations where we unpack for our community, what what has been taught and what we're talking through in community groups, but we want to do it in conversations over this Mm -hmm. podcast. And this one felt very appropriate to do uh, in this format because it's July. July is our Sabbath month as a church. We want to do this every year where we take uh, the seventh month of the year to rest and recalibrate, especially now coming out of just a wild... Uh, bizarre, sci-fi-ish 16 months of pandemic, and we're, we're coming back in in some way, shape, or form into the the post-COVID reality, and what does it look like to be the Church of Jesus in this reality? And and we are convinced that rest is going to be at the core of it, and not, not a lazy resting, but an intentional, worshipful Sabbath. And so, that's what Dave Lomas preached on this first Sunday of the month, Sabbath, Dave Lomas, um, if you got the, if, if you're at church or you heard it on the podcast, he gave a, an incredible teaching on what it means to be a Sabbath culture in in the middle of our moment of anxiety and uh, just mental health questions and all of that, and and so we want to talk about that, and so Taylor is single, and, mm. and I am married, and we want to have a dialogue kind of with that in the forefront, like, we often talk about sabbath in terms of you know uh, you know i'm a pastor and i sabbath with my, with my wife and kids and i get together with my wife and kids on mm-hmm. on sabbath and that's nobody else and um, at that point you're like what does sabbath look like for for single people our churches is, I, I would say majority unmarried mm-hmm. and and so how do how do we all follow jesus as the family of god into sabbath and tailor sabbath well as a single woman and so, I just like to throw you the ball right away. What does Sabbath look like for you, Taylor, as a single woman?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said that I think the majority of Sabbath messages, especially coming from the pulpit, tend to center around um, the married and people with family and I remember being really inspired the first time I heard a sermon on Sabbath, because it was really a beautiful, idyllic version of a Sabbath, but all of the examples are like, I wake up with you know, my wife and kids, and we make this breakfast together, and we pray for each other, and then we rest together, then maybe we go on And it was all this really beautiful togetherness, mm-hmm. and I, I remember feeling really excited, and then all of, all of a sudden having that moment of, well, wait a minute, what does that look like for me? Yeah. And then especially in the initial stages, I think a message I was hearing about the Sabbath was um, try not to make plans. This is really just about you and your family. And so I think I kind of directly or indirectly picked up this message of, okay, I'm supposed to, if I don't have a family, then I need to spend it by myself. Right. And that right. was that was really strange for me. That was not filling. <laughs> and right. um, so I've been on this interesting journey try, trying to figure out what what rest looks like to me. And so um, some days I do it well, some days I don't. I think that's important to say right off the bat. Um, But generally, most of my Sabbaths are Saturdays. Mm -hmm. So usually um, I'm just looking to recalibrate. That's an excellent word for really what I'm doing is just trying to slow down. And um, especially just with the frantic pace that my life is at right now and our world is at right now, I'm just trying to figure out really just check in, see how I'm doing and, um, and and see what I need. And I think that what I need for, for rest and restoration can sometimes vary from week to week. So I always start by kind of a few days before Sabbath, you know, sometimes Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm kind of mentally checking in with myself and kind of preparing. I'm like, all right, how am I feeling? What do I want this Saturday? What do I want this Sabbath to look like? Um, do I feel like I just need to be by myself for a little while? Do I feel like I need um, a lot of people? Do I feel like I need people to speak into my life? Do I feel like I just need to spend some time in prayer? Is there a, particularly, a particular issue that I want to kind of meditate on and bring to yeah. God? Um, That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: So you can't be lazy at resting, otherwise it won't be restful.
1: You know, I've found that I think that I really like romanticize this idea of of going in very like free spirited with zero plans and be like you know what I'm just gonna start the day and whatever happens happens but mm. I've tried that a few times and I almost always end up like on YouTube for six hours if mm. I do if I do that or doing it's
0: very easy to do
1: it's super easy to do that rabbit hole that's a that's a big pull but if I if I do that I almost always gravitate towards some sort of habit that in the moment seems like it's gonna offer some sort of escape or rest and then doesn't so. Wow. Um, usually, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think a little bit. Um, I try to always I, I kind of time block my day out a little bit, where I'm like I kind of want to do this in the morning. I kind of want to do this sort of thing sometime in the afternoon, and I want to do this time sometime in the evening.
0: When do you have that time block? Kind of loosely written. When? Yeah.
1: Like when in the week?
0: Like be- the day before, two days before.
1: Usually, usually a day or two before. Yeah. And then usually I'm always thinking about it two or three days before, but usually the night before I'm like okay cool. And I just take a second to try and try and prayerfully consider, all right, what, what do, should tomorrow look like? Yeah. And um, I always try and hit a couple of things. I always try and do um, at least one thing with um, relational, with there's a small number of people in, in San Diego who really just give me life and are my people. So um, a little bit of time like that, and then a little bit of time by myself um, time with silence in the morning um, is always how it starts. Um, and then I try and do something creative and I try and do something with my body. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can get lost in my head a little bit, and time of silence and solitude is the perfect way to start the day. But if I try and stay just internal all day long, I'll have a, a panic attack. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I always have to go on at least a walk or do a short workout. Um, and that, that's differ different for everybody because I've heard people who are very adamant about not working out on the Sabbath. Um, I always do something. Yeah, a, a little bit.
0: To yeah, hide. yeah. I know Dave who just preached on this. He is one of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's adamant about not working out on the Sabbath, and that's life giving for his family. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know if he. I don't. I, 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 we're recording this the day before he preaches it, but I read I what he's going to say. <laughs> but I I read his notes ahead of time, so I didn't hear this in mm-hmm. his notes. If he mentions it, great. But I know he um, <laughs> if you know he's walking with his wife takes they mm-hmm. take a walk on the Sabbath, and and he told he said this story once where she was walking fast. He's like, hey hey, that's my workout speed. Don't do that. <laughs> like it's Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's amazing. I, I I I like to go on hikes. Mm-hmm. On the Sabbath, like and sweat with like pounds of water on my back, and it just uh, it feels like my inner my inner self just rests while my body is working for that rest, right? For sure, um, that, and that's new for mm-hmm. me. Um, but I, I would love to ask you, as as a single woman, what's what's one thing you would love, like the married couples of the church, to know about yeah about your existence, your your, your play the space you occupy occupy within the church that gets magnified in conversations around Sabbath yeah but we've talked about this before mm-hmm. and and i I loved your answer um so I'm gonna kind of dig this out I, I think it's really helpful
1: yeah, I think one thing that immediately jumps to mind when I think about something that I wish couples and families knew about single people is uh I really just looking to be included in your life <laughs> yeah. like relationally um I don't always want to just spend time with you. I love being included in family time. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think sometimes uh, married couples and families seem a little bit unavailable to single people because when I am like, hey, let's hang out, let's connect, they immediately are assuming that I only want one-on-one time and I'm trying to pull them not trying to pull them away from their family, but I only want one-on-one time. Yeah. And so they're trying to... So they're kind of frantically trying to think of a time, and they end up scheduling something for six weeks out. Yeah, And I think that makes me as a single person, that makes me feel really disconnected yeah, yeah. from from the families and the couples. And the
0: parents are thinking, oh, they won't like to see my kids running around. They'll, they'll be bummed out that they don't have my attention, so... I got to plan something 4 weeks out so that my kids aren't distracting the single person from my time. They're thinking like overcompensating the other way.
1: Exactly, which is actually a very that that's a kind thought. But when I'm with my friendships, I'm like, "Oh no, I'm looking to be a part of your life and I want you to be a part of mine." Come on. And so, I think that it's really it's really really fun for me and makes me feel so close to people when they're willing to just like, okay, hey, come over for family dinner. And like I'm not always looking for you to like leave your life to come meet me in mine. Yeah, like it's I'm
0: a, it, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say that's um I think I am the most aware of my singleness when when I feel like you I'm not included in that.
0: Aware of my singleness. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Like it's a big deal to come over for us, for our family like Evan and Sandy culture. It's a big deal to invite people over and they walk in with like mattresses spread out all over the living room floor with kids underwear like bunched <laughs> up by the fireplace. And like, and that's what you did like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, <laughs> You walked in and Sandy's like, the house is open, Taylor. Come on. Yeah, no. And that's rare. Like for us, like for, for our cult, that's a big deal. Like we like to get the house ready, Sandy, really. Um, but... But you, you just walked in. Like, we wanted Taylor in, mm-hmm. um, and, and that's something we are just constantly growing in, and it's wonderful to hear it verbalized yeah. from you.
1: Well, it's so great because immediately when I walk in, and when I walked in this morning, um, it, I immediately just feel, oh, I'm welcome in their life. Like, it's not just, oh, you're willing to give me a little bit of your time, but you're, you're welcoming me into your life. And um, as, as a single person, I love spending time around families and kids, um, and especially since I live out of state from the rest of my family, it's mm. so rare for me to sit down to dinner with people. I go mm. out to dinner with people, but to have like a family meal is really rare. Mm. And even coming out of the pandemic, I think I was, I think I was telling you, uh, something happened kind of towards the middle of it where things were just maybe starting to open up again last fall before the holidays where, um, we did something with church and I saw Max and Jude two of our, our friends as kids, and I realized I couldn't remember the last time I'd interacted with a child <laughs> or, or a teenager. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, whoa, I've only been living my life around this. And, and I just think it's so important to spend your time around lots of different types of people. And yeah. I love being, people say it takes a village to raise a child. I love just being part of a village. It makes me feel like yeah. I'm, I'm a part and included. Part
0: of a village reminds me literally of, have you ever seen the TV, that, that Jesus TV show, The Chosen? I've not. Okay, mm-hmm. that's I've heard totally it. fun. It's it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a Sabbath episode early in mm-hmm. season one. Jesus was single, mm-hmm. and Mary of Magdalene was single. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene. Spoiler alert. Okay, <laughs> there's a scene where Mary, you know, she just comes out of prostitution and demonic possession, and she's re- rediscovering the practices of her childhood, or her upbringing mm-hmm. as a Jew. And she's like, I guess I need to make Sabbath dinner. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know how to do this. I've been like serving Satan. Mm. So um, so, she, so she's like getting the ingredients together. And, and one by one, people just people are just showing up mm-hmm. to her house. Um, I think there was one married couple that showed up, but, but most were not. And then suddenly Jesus, he like shows up. Mm-hmm. And she's blown away because like the last time she saw him, he exercised a demon out of her. And so uh he, he he's like I heard there's a Sabbath meal on can I can I come in mm. and she's like I, I <laughs> the <laughs> rabbi like are you kidding she's like he's like you you feel free to I'm if I'm not welcome and she's like no 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 come in and and so she's like you you better do the Sabbath lesson. he's like this is your house mm-hmm. and and he like elevates this woman and and like says you you do the Sabbath. She's like, I hopefully know. And she like pulls out a piece of paper because she hasn't been at a Sabbath meal her whole adult life. Mm-hmm. And it's just this moving moment where it's like this chosen, like the TV show is literally called Chosen. Yeah. Like this chosen family Sabbath mm-hmm. uh, with Jesus being served. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and it to me spoke so powerfully of this need. Mm-hmm. For the primary unit of family to not be envisioned as the marriage, two point three kids,
1: yeah, thing
0: that I I am, you know what I mean? Yeah. that's not the. Pri- Jesus looked around the room when his mother and brothers looked for mm-hmm. like, wait, "Come home, Jesus." He's like, "No way. Who's my mom mm-hmm. and my brother? And those who do my father's will are the family." Like, it's beautiful, but but. but it is beautiful in theory, mm-hmm. but what you're saying and why, why, you, what you're saying is so important is because it's, it's, it's not quite functioning as well as the theory. Not quite. <laughs> in your, in your experience. So right. um, you mentioned you find people on the Sabbath. I do. Yeah. And who are these people? What do they mean to you? And this is, cause this is kind of that Sabbath core yeah. for you. Yeah. What does that look like, and who are they?
1: Yeah, so they're they're people who I've just built relationship with. Um, there's a few single people. There's a married couple, um, but they're they're basically just just my people. They're relationships that I've made in San Diego that um, have been intentional. <laughs> that we've been that we just we share life together. Um, I don't even know how to how to put it in words exactly, because it, it feels a little intangible, but, um, I know this is ambiguous language, but, but they really do give me life mm. and I give them life. They're people who I feel, um, they don't cost energy to be around and I leave feeling fulfilled. They're people who I trust that I can share where I'm at in a really honest way. And, um, even if that's, you know, a negative emotion, there's not, there's not judgment of vulnerability or of, uh, they're not like oh she's being negative or she's whining yeah. it's it's really a safe place and mm-hmm. I'm using all these like mm-hmm. hot button words, but it's what's appropriate yes, that's yes. that's who they are and um, I always it's almost always the afternoon and evening so I kind of spend the first half of the day um, it, you know in silence to start and then kind of um, spend some time in prayer then I move a little bit and then create a little bit and then I kind of flow into and end my Sabbath with, community and with people and um they're just people who i trust to speak truth over me and to me um there's just something so powerful about community i mean it's all over the bible but um, i especially really need that um being away from my family in a new state um i i can't i just can't do it alone and especially you know since my sabbath revolves around recalibrating so much Um, I think it's helpful for me to, uh, one thing that I gained so much from the Sabbath, especially as you alluded to the last 16 months of pandemonium Mm -hmm. (laughs) is, um, I mean, the last 16 months have been wild. And, uh, I think that my mind, I think I'm only just starting to become aware of how the pandemic has affected me. Um, and it's been isolating for everyone, but especially, as a single person, you know, away from my family, I think that, you know, our we were told our physical world is unsafe <laughs> and there's all of these all of these opinions and true and just trying to find truth and for the first time I found myself feeling in ill equipped to form a responsible opinion about so many things that were happening
0: 100% so well t- well and, said
1: yeah and uh, that's new for me and yeah. it was just it it was so crazy and i think that i'm as we're coming out of it as we're coming out of survival mode i'm only starting to realize how that's been affecting me mentally with with you know anxiety and escapist behavior i think those are presenting themselves in me in ways that they've never have before wow and the sabbath oh. has been super super key for me to um, To kind of sit back and recalibrate and check in with myself and be like, whoa, what is what is this? Am I experiencing social anxiety? That's not normal for me. Am I experiencing, th- oh, wow, that's new. And to just kind of identify um, either lies that I've started believing about myself or about God, um, thought pattern, like things. And I think that for me, um, I... I can be pretty internal and I can be a little bit of an overthinker. And so it's, it's helpful for me to, to kind of think about that in the morning, pray about it, and then go into the evening with my people who know me and who know God and kind of be like, hey, this is how I'm doing. This is what I'm thinking. And this is kind of what I'm doing to combat that. What do you think?
0: Oh my gosh, Taylor, <laughs> and, you are saying, you are preaching to me right now. It's This is what I need.
1: Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I don't know what I would do without my people. I really don't. And I, I just can't speak the value of having people in, in your life like that. Because there have been times in this last year that I've gone on a Sabbath to someone. I've been like, I'm thinking this... And this is kind of what I felt like God said to me. And they have straight up like applauded for me and been mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's it. And there's been times where I've been like, I kind of feel this way. And they've gone, "Ooh, hmm, like just to me. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe take that one back to the <laughs> back and think, yes. rethink that one. Yes. Um, so to me, that's what those people are in my life. It's just really, really essential.
0: My goodness. Thank you for everything you just said. I mm-hmm. I think married people, youth, grandparents, single, will benefit from what you the way you just described your dependence mm. on your people and what happens in your inner world when you're depending on them. Well, mm-hmm. man, uh, to me that was the goal. We could stop now, uh, <laughs> and and I think I think our church will be better uh, a better expression of Jesus. If, mm-hmm. if we if we do our best to walk out the things that you've laid out, um, I guess my last thing like practically, how would you encourage Park Hill moving forward like what uh, very practically, like thinking through July and past July at at the practice of Sabbath every week um, how how would you encourage our church to take one step toward um, a more holistic Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Uh, a more integrated sabbath with married and singles together what's like one maybe focus piece or the removal of a misconception or adding a simple practice one thing
1: yeah um i i would say my very practical advice is just take one step it's that this i think it's easy to hear the Sabbath preached from stage and get very excited about that idea. I mean, who doesn't want peace and rest and joy? <laughs> yeah. um, and But it's very normal to go from there, especially if you've never practiced Sabbath before, then to try it and find that you didn't find those things immediately. Yeah. And so um, I think that just to show up um, on Sabbath and just take baby steps. So if you're finding that you're trying it and it's more frustrating for you, try and just check in with yourself and be like, all right, what, what is working? What is not? Um, can I try a half day with no phones, no TV there you and go. just.
0: That's a practical baby step.
1: Yeah. And I think that I'm, I tend to be an all or nothing person. I know you can be as well, <laughs> but yes. with Sabbath, I think especially when I was first starting out, I think it's important to remember that having like, I, I got excited about the, like, all right, absolutely no phones. And I found myself becoming a little um, a little maniacal about <laughs> about my yeah. rules and how it was laid out. And that wasn't life-giving in the same way that having no plan wasn't life-giving. So I, I know intensity always makes for a good story, but consistency is what creates change. So Wow. Show up.
0: So at least a half day no phones and then consistency. So I keep showing up.
1: Yeah, keep trying. And Yeah. yeah.
0: And I like your two day, uh, your Wednesday, your Wednesday plant. She's drinking a cold brew, folks.
1: Shout out to Dark Horse for the cold brew. Yeah,
0: I have got my hot latte here, <laughs> which you brought over. Thank you. You're welcome. Um So so Wednesday or Thursday you make the plan. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night, Saturday, on Sabbath, you do the plan, and it's not maniacal. Mm-mm. It's it's at maybe a half day with no phone mm-hmm. because we all have real lives. Right. Um, and then the next week you do it again. Yeah. And and it's worshipful and restful. That's it. And it's it. with people.
1: And I do want to say, just really briefly, I know this was our very first point, but one of the reasons that I, I planned for it a few days in advance is because what I'm needing changes from week to week. And so I'm trying to figure out what's life-giving, and I don't know what or if Dave is going to talk about working out, but I'm going to do something maybe unwise and try to respond to something he hasn't said yet.
0: (laughs) Let's say he he said it.
1: Let's say he said it. So I'll say that mindset is everything with what is life-giving and what isn't. And workouts are kind of tricky because for some people, it's like I'm only doing it to check a box, or I'm only doing it because I know I'm supposed to, or I'm only doing it for my health. And some people do it for wellness, and some people do it to lose weight, and some people do it because of body image issues. There's so many there's so many different
0: motivations. There's so many different
1: motivations and there's so many different things you get out of it. And so for me, it's just a little essential because I'm just so in my head all the time. And so Mm -hmm. that's where it gives me life. But even with working out, sometimes I check in with myself before I do it. And I'm like, am I doing this in an unhealthy way? Why am am I doing this? And um, if I feel like the Push of because I have to, or because I might fall out of shape or something like that. Then I immediately am like, okay, cool. I'm just walking today.
0: Yeah, yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, the mo- Sandy's um, motivation for Sabbath is it worshipful and restful. It's mm. um, good. Yeah, and for me, a hike is both, mm-hmm. especially the especially with my people. Yeah. And and so I just I guess and let's end meta. Yeah. So like. <laughs> July, Sabbath month, we have Dave Lomas preaching the 4th, and then Drew, our worship guy, preaching the 11th, and Benji, and then Todd Proc. these these voices from the outside coming in to give us rest and refreshment. Amazing. But then August hits, and we all go back to school, mm-hmm. and, and 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 we start a new series in the church that's very boots on the ground. And I think this is the first time I've, I'll, I'll be saying this to the church, so if you're listening to this... Um, props, you, you get the first dibs on this info, but we're going to roll out a rule of life as a church where there are will be practices that mark who Park Hill people are and what we do, and one of them will be Sabbath, and so August is going to have a to-do list, so we rest in July, August to-do list, and and the rest of culture is going to be, again, roaring back after a pandemic, wanting to be back to normal, but not quite ever mm-hmm. the same, and that will be unnerving. Yeah. John Tyson over in New York said, what if 2020 was the easiest year of the next decade? Yikes. Uh, because we'll never get back that sense of what we, what we were and what we wanted. It, it'll always feel like out of reach unless we come to acceptance mm-hmm. and, and, and just step into what the Spirit wants us to do. In this new post-COVID crazy, whatever is going to be, and accept it, and say yes to the promises of God that never change. Mm-hmm. So all that to say, this is meta. Like, how, how would you encourage Park Hill to to exist and to be, and and to occupy this new um, mm-hmm. this new moment, as it were, four years in, and mostly unmarried, several married, not a ton of. I don't think we have a ton of teenagers in our church maybe mm-hmm. one day God might want us to start a youth group or something but right now it's a very unique church mm-hmm. how can we meet the new with uh, with this Sabbath in our hearts
1: with the Sabbath in our hearts well I, I think one of the really great things about what Sabbath has done for me personally um, is that it's it's taught me how to how to rest and find peace and, and meet with God in a way that is um, that's really deep and lasting. And I think that um, I really love, I don't know if John Mark actually coined this term, but the non-anxious, us being the non-anxious mm. presence of God in his place of chaos. It was, it was another sure guy
0: from another generation. I all think right. Friedman, I think.
1: Shout out to that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But I love that just as Christians that we're called to be um, a non-anxious presence. And, and I love the idea of us just being yeah. you know, vessels for the Holy Spirit of moving throughout the world, being like little beacons of peace and light for those who um, interact with us. And I think for me, um, learning to Sabbath well has taught me how to also access um, little Sabbath moments <laughs> midweek okay. where I'll feel myself getting anxious achi- or I'll feel something something happening or something happens that's kind of stressful, but I can feel my mind, like, like overreacting and and freaking out. I'm like, okay, okay, let's see. How do I, and I'll immediately go back to, to some practices that I've tried on the Sabbath and I've found help calm me or help connect me to God. So um, yeah, one day a week is dedicated to that, but throughout the week, um, still accessing those those moments, or using that as a tool, so that throughout the whole week, you're you're communing with God, and yeah. and it becomes to me it's it's my tether to reality when my mind wants to panic or flee or freeze or fight. Yeah. So
0: it is very very moment by moment, and that'll create the meta. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I love I, I, you brought it right back to everything you've been saying, and the things you're practicing, the things you're living out. This Taylor Inman. Is a woman who practices what she says. There's uh, so those of you who are listening. Um, uh, this is this is this is the heart of July, the heart of our Sabbath month. That we would be integrated people. That the things we we want to be and the things we are are aligned. We want to be like Jesus. All these things we're talking about, the practices of Jesus. We want them to actually come from a place of abiding in Him. And being spirit filled. If anything is just a box that's checked, um, then then I mean, at, at at best it's legalism. At worst, it's just lies. It's not integrous. It's not whole. We're not whole people. Paul said, let your, your li- let your life and your teaching align closely. And and so yeah, we believe Jesus is the King, the supreme King mm-hmm. of the cosmos. And he also says his yoke is easy. Yeah. and his burden is light I and mean, what kind of what kind of dictator uh, emperor in world history says hey I, I want a relationship with you and the vocation I have for you is your you're full flourishing and and uh, easy and light mm-hmm. <laughs> by the king's definition and, and and that's that's the kind of king we have and we experience him at a very intimate level when we sabbath together as His people. And so, Taylor lives it, and um, I'm so glad you're leading our community, mm. Taylor. Thank you. Yeah. And and so, yeah, th- this this is hopefully a helpful little conversation, Sabbath, maybe we'll title it Sabbath and Singleness or something. Mm-hmm. Got to get those alliterations in there when you can <laughs> as a pastor. We love them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Park Hill Church, may the Lord bless you and keep you uh, as the family of Jesus, whether... Uh, you are a spouse or a single, whether you have kids or you you don't, Um, may we learn what it means to be uh, the family that Jesus pointed to when he said, who are my mother, my brothers, those who do the will, who practice the way of my father. Um, So let's be that. Mm -hmm. Um, Grace and peace.